Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hello, you guys. Welcome back to the What We Said podcast. Beat you to it. <laughs> yeah, I went to introduce and then Chelsea like gave me like, a look in her eyes. Uh, welcome back, you guys. If you are new, welcome. We're glad to have you here. We wanted to quickly introduce ourselves. I'm JC. I am an entrepreneur, content creator. And redhead. And a redhead. I'm Chelsea. I'm a brunette. I am a health coach and an aspiring kind of half author. Cool. And we both have dogs. <laughs> yeah. That about sums us up. Yeah, that about sums us up. Um, we wanted to start out this podcast by reading a great review that we got. Mm-hmm. That's kind of unique, actually. So we want to do this more where we give you guys little shout outs. Because for those of you that actually take the time to rate and review our podcast, we really, really appreciate that. Yeah, we love it. If you could do that, actually, that'd be great. <laughs> actually exit this out and do that right now that'd be awesome so this review is titled listening as a guy okay real talk here my name is ethan ethan thresh on instagram that's his handle and i am totally listening to this podcast every week jc and chelsea are so entertaining and are so fun to listen to along with all the guests they have they've taught me so many tips and tricks on so many different things not to mention making me roll in laughter in these comedic episodes i love listening to their podcasts they're so freaking good that there's nothing more satisfying than when a guy says you're funny and i don't care if that you think that's sexist at all but I'm sorry. It's just how it is. It's true. It's such a nice compliment. And it's cool because obviously, for the most part, our demographic and our audience are women. Yeah. And so it's just cool to hear that a guy is listening. We've had a few different guys reach out and tell us that they listen to our podcast. And it's just kind of fun to know that there's guys out there. Yeah. Oh, I was at the gym one time and and um, a guy came up to me and was like, I listened to your podcast. And I was like taken aback. Yeah, that a guy wow. came up to me and said it. And I was like, what the heck? Like, that's, that's amazing. So yeah, we love it. I think it's because I grew up with, with four brothers and like it to make one of them laugh. I'm just like, yes. Yeah. Even totally. though I said this on like one of the first episodes, when I make my husband laugh or when I make Leif laugh, I'm like, cool, I'm funny. Yeah. No, it's the best compliment. So we love you guys who are listening. Thanks but not for like being that, here. you know, perverts. <laughs> yeah. Ew, gross. So today we are doing Chelsea. I just looked at the clock and it's four forty-four. Chelsea, you're gonna die. Chelsea once told my mom. My mom's like, I've been looking at the clock so many, so much lately, and it will always be like triple numbers, like three thirty-three, four forty-four. And Chelsea was like, oh, You know that means you're gonna die, right? And my mom literally looked as if she'd seen a ghost. 
And then Chelsea started cracking up laughing. And and still to this day, my mom always remembers it. And she's like, I forgot that I even said that to her. She seriously like talks about it. Why would I say that to an adult when I was in high school? (laughs) I don't know. That's why it's funny. Uh, So anyway, it's 4.44. But we are, uh, this episode is going to be the craziest family stories that you guys have. Chelsea came up with this idea. And when she first presented it to me, I was a little skeptical because I was like, wait, I don't know if I have that many crazy family stories, Mm -hmm. you know, like stories that your grandparents have told you or crazy things that have happened within your family. But you guys delivered some pretty crazy stories. Yeah. So I think this is actually going to be a really good episode and I'm excited. Also, we just hit 15K on our, um, what we said, just barely. Yeah. We must have literally just barely like 10 minutes ago. Yes. (gasps) Yay, guys, thank you so much. That's crazy. 15,000, that's a lot. Thank you, guys. I went to our um, podcast Instagram so I could look at something, and I just saw that that number changed. So thanks for being there with us. And if you want to follow along, the username is at what we said podcast. We post lots of fun stuff. Okay, moving on to the actual episode. Yeah. Crazy Um, family stories. Crazy family stories. Do you want to start? Yeah. Okay. Should we say our own first? Oh, yeah. Let's let's say our own. You okay, can start so with the yours. reason that I thought of this story is because I went to my grandma and grandpa's house. You mean thought of this idea? Oh, yeah. I thought of this. I'm like, the reason I made up, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> came up with the idea for the episode is I went to my grandparents' house and he told my grandpa um, grew up in, gosh, I don't even know if it's northern Arizona. Where the heck is Snowflake? Yeah, it's northern Arizona. It is? Okay, he grew up in northern Arizona, like, on a farm. And I always forget that our grandparents literally grew up in, like, the 20s and the 30s and the 50s. Like, that's so crazy to me. It's nuts. Um, That they were around when, like, poodle skirts. Like, that's where they when they went to high school. How crazy. Oh, it's nuts. Anyways, he was telling us a story. And I was just like, oh, my gosh, I need to ask my grandparents more, like, to tell us cool stories. Because it's just such a unique time. And it's so wild to hear what was the norm for them. So my grandpa, I'll try and make this as fast as possible. But my grandpa told me about this time where he was on his farm and he was walking around the woods, like, near his family's property. So he sees these two baby antelope. And he's like, oh, my gosh, they're so cute. And if you guys have not seen a baby antelope, the Bambi, like the cutest little things ever. Bambi's a deer. I know, but it's just like a little deer. Like that's how yeah, cute it yeah, is. Yeah, okay, gotcha. Sorry. Let me a savage. I'm like, it, that is Wait, a are de- deer and antelope the same thing? All right. What's a deer? I mean, <laughs> <laughs> what's a deer? No, I meant, um, hold on. Oh, no. I deer, meant, deer and antelope are different. I meant, what is Bambi? I think Bambi's, Bambi's a deer. Bambi's a deer, yeah. Uh, antelope are different. I'm, I'm Googling a baby antelope right here. I really want a visual. <gasps> its eyes are the cutest. It is so cute. Okay, that's the cutest thing I've ever seen. So he sees two baby antelope, and he's like, oh my gosh, like, where's their mom? And he walks around, and he sees the mom antelope, and she's dead. That's the sad And thing. so he's 16 years old at this time. Sorry, mind you. Picture a 16-year-old boy. So he's like, I don't – he didn't know what to do because he's like, these baby antelope are going to die. So he just figures – Okay, well, I'll just put him in the back of my horse trailer and take him home. Like, what else am I going to do? So he, he just says, he just leads him right into the trailer and they just follow him and he puts him in there and he takes him back to his house and he brings him into the stable and he puts him in like an empty like chicken coop or something like that. And he asks his mom, like, can I keep these and just like take care of them? She's like, I don't care. Sure. Also, he's 16. Like a 16-year-old boy for me, for some reason, like I do not see 16-year-old boys like taking care of baby antelopes. Yeah, that's the cutest thing ever. 
And so also my grandpa's just like the most tender hearted person. So it was just cute. But anyway, so he takes a bottle of cow's milk because and he's like, I just put it in what we used to like feed the baby cows when their moms died. And I just like took it out, fed them by the bottle. And I think he had them for a couple months. And he would just like go in, feed them every day. And he was like, they just thought I was like their mom. Like I just go in there. They like run up. And he said their um, hooves were like just so strong because they use their front hooves. And they would, like, come up and kick him in the shin and stuff. But, like, thinking, like, he was going to play with them or whatever. What the heck? And so he just, like, loved these two little baby antelope. But one day he says, okay, and then one day my my dad wanted me to go to New Mexico to drop off this, like, prize-winning bull. And Casual? Yeah, casual. And so he's like, I went on the trip to go to New Mexico to drop the bull off. And we're like, wait, your dad let you drive a prize-winning bull when you were 16 to a different state? And he's like, yeah. And I'm like, okay, what? Yeah, that is just such a, a weird time. time. Anyways, on his way back, he he sees this field of baby antelopes, and he's like, or of these all these antelopes, and it's like a sanctuary looking place for antelopes. Yeah. And he stops, and he sees the woman who owns it, and he's like, hey, I have two baby antelopes. I don't really know what to do with them. Like, would you want to take them? She's like, yeah, I'll take them for two hundred dollars. And back then he was like, wow, that's a lot of money. So he's like, okay, and they're going to be in a better place. So he drives home, picks up the antelope, asks his parents, like, can I sell these antelope? And he's like, they're like, sure. So he drives back over there, sells it to the lady, and he says she's acting kind of weird. Like she's like, oh, thank you. Um, You want to come in and eat? And he's like, no, I got to go home because he's just a six-year-old in this, like, truck. So he just starts driving home, gets home. Like two hours later, the FBI knocks on his door and – he's like in this small town like what are you doing here and they're like we have evidence that you sold antelope illegally like that's against the law like we give you a fine we could take you to jail and like the head of like the game and sport or what's it called like yeah game hunting thing came in and was like talking to my grandpa and like trying to get him in trouble and I guess the girl who he sold them to basically like ratted him out was like this guy's coming to sell me these antelopes illegally like you guys can catch him when he gets here so fbi were waiting at the lady's house and that's why she was inviting him in the 16 year old boy doesn't know yeah what and he's just like no thank you so he left and they were following him home the whole time my grandpa had no idea just like driving home just thinks he just like did a nice thing and then the head of the game like department or whatever came up to him afterwards and was like okay we're not gonna do anything, but you have to give the $200 back. And my grandma's like, great. Yeah. <laughs> that's a ton of money Just back like there. Just like did all this charity work for nothing. <laughs> yeah. And the guy says, well, you know, that's illegal. You should have just left them out there. Like, they just have to die. That's how it is. And my grandpa just goes, while well, he's in the story, he's like, you're an idiot. <laughs> he's like, I'm not going to leave them out there to die. Have you seen these things? Yeah, that's so sad. Anyways, he just told it so casually. And I'm like, what the actual heck? Like... Now I know where I get my love for animals from, just picking up little baby antelopes. Wow. That was probably freaking long, but. Okay, so my my crazy family story is that I'm going to give this v- very briefly. This is the main idea, and I hope I don't butcher it. My grandpa, so my mom's dad, and then my mom's two older brothers. Okay. I'm sorry, one of them's younger than her. One of them's older, so. But two of her brothers, they were like... I believe, 16 and 11 at the time. Okay. And then my grandpa. It's funny because Chelsea and I, our grandparents are from the same small town in yeah. Arizona, which is so bizarre, but... We're related that way. Yeah, we got to be related, like, down the line. 
Um, but they were driving through Salt River Canyon in Arizona, which is just like kind of very windy roads and it's a canyon. And long, very long story short, my grandpa was driving a 10 wheel truck, 10 tire truck or whatever it's called. And it was full of grain and the brakes stopped working. And he was literally in a canyon, like going down and he couldn't get on his brakes. So it was just flying. Oh, and so he somehow, like, he was standing on the brakes literally with all his power, and he got it slowed down to, like, around 25 miles an hour, and he opened the door and told my uncles at the time to jump because he was like, this is going to crash. Like, we're going <gasps> to crash. And they wouldn't because they were terrified. And so he, yeah, knew he, excuse me. so he knew he couldn't jump either. And um, then he remembered that his dad had told him if – he ever had a runaway truck to like the first curve or when you get to a curve, you turn the wheel the opposite way as hard as you can and it will lay your truck down. And so what he got to where the road was curving and he pulled the wheel as hard as he could and it fell on its side and it just like skidded down literally right before a cliff. And then it hit the side and actually popped back up and like stopped and my grandpa was holding onto the wheel with, like, all his might. But when he looked up, my uncles were gone. Like, they weren't in the truck. And they had flown out the front windshield. They broke the windshield and flew out of the car. But they were both fine. Like, they had cuts and bruises and I think maybe a few broken bones. But, like, they all lived. And it's just the craziest, oh my gosh. most terrifying story. But, like, the craziest part was the windshield that they, like were sliding on on the ground was or not the windshields sorry the um window yeah on the side was completely intact like it didn't you know like shatter and like get glass or whatever yeah. so anyway that's crazy it's crazy it is like stories like that are so crazy especially when something like just like a miracle yes like, literally what like how did they all live yeah and, like it's just so terrifying oh man my so anyway. my brother <clears throat> or my dad, this is very short, so don't worry. My dad and his siblings were all driving to like an out-of-state wrestling tournament. And no parents were in the car. It was just the four of them. And, well, one of them was, wasn't there. There's five siblings. So there was only four of them in the car. And my dad's baby brother, who was like way younger and like smaller than was probably like 10 at the time. And he was sitting in the front seat. And my dad was in the back. And he like just had a feeling like, just tell your little brother to like come back here like to sit in the back and so he sat in the back and literally 10 minutes later they got into this wreck where they flipped like f like seven times and if the little kid was sitting in the front he would have died but like my dad like moved him to the back and then it happened and they were just like they all got like wrecked but yeah they didn't they all lived oh my gosh that's terrible i know wow okay well we're gonna hop into your stories some of these are funny lighthearted. some of them are just nuts some of you guys had kind of dumb ones i'm not gonna lie <laughs> well, I'm trying to think. I don't want to like call anyone out. There no, no, no. Just like little things where it's like, oh, they said this. <laughs> and I'm like, that's not the, on, that be can't, crazy. That can't be the craziest thing that's ever yeah. happened. Yeah. And then Come some on. people are like, I had another family I didn't know about. I'm yeah. Like, okay. That's what we're talking yeah. about here. We want the juicy deets. Okay. This one says, my mom and I were in the car one day when I was 16 talking about boyfriends and suck. And <laughs> sucks. 
goodbye and such. And she mentions that she had been engaged before my dad. I was very surprised and wanted to know more. She goes on and tells me that she was engaged and her fiance stood her up at her wedding. Not only that, but he was in the mob and his family didn't like my mom. So that's why he stood her up. Jump ahead a few years and the man dies in a car crash related to his mob life. But it was all a cover up and my mom ended up being an FBI informant on her ex-fiance. Wow. Yeah. Also, little things like that where you find out when you're older, like, oh, I was engaged. I'm like, you're like, what? Yeah. You were a human? Yeah. It's like, you had a life before me. Yeah. Excuse me. (laughs) That's crazy. Okay. So this is just like a crazy little thing. We were in Lake Powell and my grandma dropped her wallet in the lake. My uncles jumped in to try to find it, but it was literally gone. So she just canceled all of her cards and got a new driver's license, etc. Five years later, someone knocked on her door and they had her wallet. Seriously, so insane. They said they lost something and went to search for it and ended up finding the wallet and somehow found her address from one of the cards in the wallet. What? If that is not insane, I don't know what it is. What is. We were all shook. That's crazy. Five years later. That is freaking crazy. Lake. Yeah, because when something drops in the lake, it's gone. Oh, you're gone for good. Like, oh, there's nothing more terrifying than like being on the lake on a boat and your favorite pair of sunglasses falls off. My dad still talks about the pair of Ray-Bans he lost in the lake. Oh, that's horrible. All right, guys, we're taking a quick little break to talk about a company that I'm obsessed with, Scentbird. So can we first of all talk about how it is just the best thing ever when someone tells you that you smell good? I think that is the best compliment, and also I love when other people smell good. It's truly the best. So basically what Scentbird is is a luxury fragrance subscription for perfumes and colognes. And there is a massive selection on their site. They have over 450 designer brands for you to choose from. Everything from Prada, Dolce & Gabbana, which is one of my favorites, um, Cartier, Gucci, Versace. I mean, there's so, so many. You guys just have to go on the site and explore. So if you're not sure what type of perfume or cologne you are looking for in specific, you can sort on their website by brand, occasion, season, style, and they kind of give you an idea of what the scent smells like so that you can pick out a scent that you love. So basically, you choose the perfume or cologne that you want to try, and they will send you a 30-day supply. So that's 120 sprays, which is enough to apply the perfume more than four times daily for a month. Each perfume comes in this adorable, tiny little thing that you can fit in your purse, but it really does last a while. I've had mine for multiple months because I don't spray four times daily, but I love traveling with these things. We're heading to Arizona tomorrow. I have one packed in my purse. They're so nice because you don't have to bring a massive perfume bottle on trips. I just really like them. I've said this before, my favorite fragrance that I've found through Scentbird is Dolce & Gabbana Light Blue. I want to try some other ones because I actually liked all the ones that I got. That one just really stood out to me and has been a favorite that I've carried on and used since. But I really do want to try out more because they have such a huge selection that I know I'd be able to find lots more. So we have an exclusive offer just for our beautiful What We Said listeners. You guys can get 50% off of your first month today. That is only $7.50 for your first fragrance. Go to scentbird.com slash what we said and use our code what we said for 50% off your first month. Again, that is S-C-E-N-T bird.com slash what we said for you to try your first perfume or cologne for just $7.50. Sign on and smell amazing. 
Here's how my grandfather proposed to my grandmother. He passed her in the hallway at their job. He was a little far away, so he took the ring box, threw it at her, and <gasps> said, hey, want to get married? They're celebrating 58 years of marriage this year. They only knew each other for two months at that point. My grandma s- said she only said yes because he was handsome. <gasps> I'm crying. Hey, that is not pure luck. Love and luck, yeah. Like, I'm dead. Oh, my gosh. My mom's maiden name meant Swampy Marsh in German. And when she married my dad, she looked up the meaning of his last name. And no joke, it means Swampy Marsh in Norwegian. What are the freaking odds? What the heck? Isn't that just so, so random? That's so weird. Yeah, that's so random. My grandpa was visiting from out of town and was driving my sister and I to dance. We told him the exit was coming up and he flew past it. A couple seconds later, he processed what we were saying, threw the car in reverse, and drove backwards on a busy highway, probably half a mile to the exit. He did not bat an eye. To this day, he does not understand our horror, and my sister and I joke about it all the time. Old people are the best, even if they endanger our lives. Excuse me? The horror. Didn't bat an eye. I... We're about to get wild. My stepmom is my dad's mistress, and my mom is now best friends with her. Everyone thinks it's so weird, but it's so normal for me. Now my dad is on to another woman and left my family behind, and his ex-wives show up to his family's Easter dinner, but he didn't. Excuse me? All around is the most shocking thing I've ever heard. So, yeah, the stepmom... So he married his mistress. Yeah. And the mom. And the mistress are best friends. And the mistress are BFFs. Honestly, power to women for being able to get past that. Yeah. And then now he has left that woman is on to a different situation. And now the both ex-wives still go to like his family's stuff. Literally And he doesn't even go. Isn't that just shocking? Yeah, that is shocking. I have the weirdest family ever. One of my aunts and uncles are hoarders. They live in a really old, octagonal-shaped house that is falling apart and on a farm. Since it's on a farm, they have animals, but one of their animals they have is a full-size sheep. This sheep lives inside the octagonal house with the family and sleeps on their bed every night. I'm... (laughs) And they feed it food from the dinner table like a dog. On top of that, they're literally hoarders, so they won't let anyone inside of their house, and not one of my other 15 aunts and uncles has seen the inside of their house in at least 10 years. If you try and come and visit them, they will come outside of the house the moment you begin to drive down their driveway, so there's no way you can see the inside. It's very weird and crazy and a little spooky, like they're hiding something. Bye. Is that she ended it? Just bye? Well, she said, love the podcast, look forward to it every Tuesday. Oh, that's sweet. Okay, what? Why, why would they not give any details or not let you see the inside of their house, but they share with you the details of their sheep? Are hoarders, like, aware that they're hoarding? Because it's like, are they just, like, embarrassed? Probably. Or are they just, like, literally hiding millions of dollars in there or something? I think hoarders most of the time are embarrassed. They don't want people to uh, see that they're hoarding. Then why don't they get rid of it? Because they're hoarders. They're- <laughs> he doesn't understand. So naive. I'm like, why don't they just stop? Why don't addicts just stop? Yeah, no, literally, it's like an addiction. That's they so can't crazy. get rid of stuff. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. My favorite thing to do is get rid of stuff. Same. I was just talking to my assistant about this. I was saying, like, I have basically no emotional attachment to, like, yeah. items. Yeah. It's so bizarre. Seriously, same. I will just get rid of anything. Yeah. Even if I, like... If I, if I possibly can. Yeah. Well, even, like... My mom is very sentimental. She loves, 
you know, little things that she's gotten at a certain place. Like, it brings back memories for her. I'm like, I could have gotten, like, I don't know. Like, I've gotten rid of stuff where that I got, like, when I was abroad or something. Like, oh, I got this at a French market or something. And I still get rid of it because I'm like, I don't want it anymore. Yeah. Is that weird? No, it's good. Okay, cool. Okay. So, my name is Malia. I'm hoping that I'm pronouncing that correct because the spelling, I'm not positive. And I was named after my mom, but her name is not Malia. So, my grandpa was stationed in Hawaii for the military, and my grandma was pregnant with my mom. They had both decided that when my mom was born, her name would be Malia Catherine. Turns out my grandpa had other plans. My mom ended up being born in Hawaii in a pink hospital. Okay. Interesting detail. (laughs) I think in also can I give birth there? Yeah, trying just trying to get your attention, just trying to get my aesthetic, you know, right. It was pink, JC. <laughs> um, I think in Honolulu. After giving birth, my grandma fell asleep, and my grandpa went ahead and filled out all of the papers, but didn't name my mom Malia. Instead, he named her Gina Marie. What the heck? Needless to say, my grandma was pretty upset, and my mom decided that she, if she ever had a daughter, her name would be. Be Malia. So here I am. I'm Malia. Oh, that's cute. It is cute. But what the flip? If my husband did that, I would cancel it out. I'd be I like, would be excuse like, me. Mm, call the police. Yeah, that's not going to work. <laughs> call the police. Call 911. I'm answering best family stories. Okay, good to know. This <laughs> happened to my granddad when he was a kid. His parents were out shopping and he was home alone with his younger brother. They had a red wagon. Wow. They had a red wagon, and they used to take turns pushing each other in it down a big hill they had. Yep, sounds safe. One time my papa bye, <laughs> papa was pushing my younger brother. I'm thinking she meant. Okay, things are getting real confusing. Literally <laughs> a time traveler, her little brother. <laughs> Why time traveler? Because my papa was pushing my younger brother. Oh, oh his younger brother, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Was pushing his, is what, I, what she meant, yeah. younger brother down. And as he was going down, one of his mom's prized chickens got in the way. The chicken ran for its life, but they unfortunately ran it over. Then they buried it out in the woods without telling a soul. But about two days later, out came the chicken from the woods. It had blood all over it, but it seemed fine. Apparently, it wasn't as dead as they thought it was. I don't think their mom ever found out. It's hilarious when he tells it because he can hardly breathe. Horrifying. Oh. A ghost chicken? Yeah, they but bury also, it and like, it lives. So sad, yeah. Wow. I will never forget when I went to my aunt and uncle's house and they had a farm and I like just was so ecstatic because they had goats and like all like a bunch of chickens. We walk out to the chicken coop. The chickens all slaughtered by a wolf. <gasps> Dead chickens everywhere. Like feathers everywhere, just like mortar. And they were like, wait, where are our chickens? It was horrifying. Oh, that's so I was sad. literally eight. Wow, that is so sad. Okay, so I'm actually away from my family at a soccer tournament. So when my mom told me this story that happened, I thought she was 100% joking. So my cousin has been dating this guy for about a year, and he proposed, and they got everything ready for the wedding, the venue, the dress, the food, everything. It was the day of the wedding, and my cousin and her fiancé are at the altar. The guy asked the fiancé, I don't, the way this is written, I'm a little confused, but I understand what she's trying to say. So the guy asked the fiancé, like, the I do part. Yeah, the boy or the girl? Uh, The boy. Okay. And then he asked my cousin, who's the girl. Yeah. That's what she says. And my mom said she sat there for five seconds, which is a pretty long time. Yeah, to when you're sh- supposed to have two milliseconds. Yeah, to say I do. Yeah. And she looked at her mom and said, I need to step out. The guy was shook. So my cousin goes back 
So she so she steps out yeah. and then she comes back and the fiance says yeah. I, says I do and it's her turn to say the two words again and she does the same thing again. She just pauses for like 5 seconds. And so they try it again. It gets all the way to her again. And right as the guy asks, the lights start to flicker. My mom says that's when you could tell in my cousin's face that she took it as a sign and she ran out of the doors. Oh my gosh. That was about four years ago and she's still single and hasn't talked to that guy since. Crazy. There's nothing more horrifying than the thought of being left at the altar. That is... Like you made it that far. I'm so sorry. How does that happen? You ignored every sign that it wasn't supposed to happen. How could you get to that point where you're yeah. literally at the altar saying I do and then you're yeah. like, never mind, bye. Yeah. That's insane. Sometimes people, to avoid that, people need like an out. Like my mom even, not that she didn't want us to get married, but like before the night before we got married, my mom was like, my mom said this to me, so I'm just saying this to you just because even though it's tomorrow, if you don't feel like you should get married, like you can still back, back out. out. And of course I was like, no. Yeah. And she's like, okay, I just wanted to ask because yeah. like some people don't have that option no that's honestly so good i yeah. remember tyson telling me that yeah he was like i love life and i think you guys are meant to be but if like you he said something similar yeah. where he's like some people need it yeah out. he's like if you're if you're not ready like i'm ready to take you away my yeah. car and i'm like nope i'm ready <laughs> um oh, sweet what a sweet bff oh okay that's fine i'm like my absolute best friend <laughs> what a sweet best friend i've never had anyone like that in my life <laughs> I'm a huge fan of the podcast and absolutely love listening to it. I wanted to include this. Yeah. <laughs> Do it each week. My story is pretty crazy and kind of long, so bear with me. When I was about 18, I was talking to my mom about how my friends were telling me their near-death experiences. I told her it was crazy hearing all their stories and that I was glad I didn't have one. She stopped what she was doing and looked at me and said, oh, no, you totally have one. In shock, I looked at her and said, why did you never tell me? What happened? She was like, oh, honey, you don't remember when you were five, the whole cliff thing? Obviously, I didn't remember, so she began to tell me about my near-death experience at the young age of five. So here it is. My parents got divorced when I was five, and my mom started dating my stepdad a few months later. They would go on all of these fun dates, and he was really into the outdoors, so they would always go four-wheeling or hiking. Well, one day we were all in the car heading to what we thought would be dinner, but to our surprise, my stepdad stopped the car at a road pull-off and told us we were going to go hiking and watch the sunset. My mom was so against it because none of us were hiking, were dressed in hiking attire. She was in a jean skirt and flip-flops, and I was in a dress. But he convinced my mom to go, so on the hike we went. About midway through, we stopped by this overlook area, and my mom accidentally slips. Luckily, she didn't fall very far or anywhere near the overlook and just scratched up her knee. I was walking towards the overlook and heard my mom fall, so I turned around really fast to make sure she was okay, and I tripped, and I literally started to fall over the overlook. Like, I'm talking about a 300-foot drop off of a rocky platform. I'm getting literally chills thinking about that falling. When, you know when you're with somebody and they kind of get too close and your heart stops? Yes. Okay, I'm talking 300-foot, whatever. My stepdad runs over in an attempt to reach me before basically plummeting to my death. All I remember is my mom screaming. I remember the feeling of falling, but then I felt my stepdad's hand grab me by my wrist and yank me up. Let me say that again. He literally caught me by my wrist. If he had waited another five seconds, I would have been dead. So yeah, turns out I did have a near-death experience. And so now I never let my stepdad live it down. And he's the reason I almost died. He never lets me forget that it cancels out because he saved my life. Sorry oh. for the long story, but I had to share. Okay. Here's <laughs> the thing. I'm terrified to have children. Yeah. I always say this. You don't want to be that overprotective parent. 
You don't want to be a helicopter mom. Yeah. But then I hear these stories and I'm like, oh, I don't want my kids to ever step foot out of the house. Yeah, <laughs> literally. Like, I want to take them to do adventurous things. But I'm also like, I hear all these horror stories. And oh, I'm yeah. like, oh, wow. Oh, yeah. That is insane. My dad is terrified of heights. And you, what's that? I think it's called Hoover Dam. The, yeah. The one that's like extremely tall from, I think on your way to Vegas mm-hmm. from Arizona. And you can go on this little strip and there's obviously like a, whatever, railing. Yeah. But like you can look over and it is so high. Scary high. And I'm not scared of heights at all. So I would like, my dad wouldn't even go on the bridge. Like he's that scared. So I would like kind of pretend to like be like, oh, I'm going to fall. And he would like, Chelsea, you're making me sick. Like mad at me. And now I'm like, okay, I get that. Yeah. I would literally be like, what are you doing? You're an idiot. Yeah. But I thought it was so funny. I'm like, look stomach. at me. I'm going to fall. I'm like, what if I slipped? I'm an yeah. idiot. <laughs> That's not good. Okay. My boyfriend's mother told me the most incredible stories from the late 20th century music scene to share some memories she has told me about. She saw the Beatles at Shea Stadium as well as Queen at Madison Square Garden. Saw, Iconic. Saw the Who, Cream, and Black Sabbath on their first American tool tours all at her catholic high school in the late 1960s i love talking to her about those pieces of history she experienced back in her day since i'm obsessed with oldies music love your podcast so much you gals have taught me so much about self-love keep killing it oh i just thought that was so cute That's i'm like so cool the beatles and like queen at madison yeah. square garden that is the most iconic iconic thing. yeah it's so funny when you see your grandparents like pictures of them too you're like you're an icon yeah like I looked at my grandma the other day like an old picture of her and she had like the beehive hair yes I'm like I want to do that to my hair now yes and like wearing like a yellow little suit like dress thing yes so cute and my great grandma has pictures so many pictures on the beach of her in like high-waisted polka dot bikini I'm like you are iconic yeah so cute so cute This one comes from our family history. I'm not sure exactly what time period it was, but definitely the pioneer era. My family was living on some sort of orchard, farm, vineyard, winery thing. Not sure what they called it. One day, the mother of the family went out to the barn to check on their turkeys. When she opened the door, she found all of the turkeys laying there dead. So she did what any resourceful pioneer woman would have done and gathered all the girls to help pluck the turkey's feathers. They didn't want to prepare the turkeys to eat, thinking they may have been poisoned or diseased, and didn't want to get sick, poisoned, or diseased like the turkeys had. So they took the feathers to make bedding, clothes, etc. Other than that, she wasn't sure what to do with the turkeys and wanted to consult with her husband when he got back that evening from work in the fields. So she left them in the barn. When her husband got home, she took him over to the barn to show him all the dead turkeys and to ask him what they should do with them. When they opened the barn doors, the turkeys were alive, strutting around completely featherless and naked. They discovered that the turkeys had obviously not been killed, but rather they drank some sort of fermented juice they had stored in the barn for their vineyards. The turkeys had gotten drunk and passed out. So drunk they remained completely passed out and seemingly dead as every feather was plucked from their bodies. I like to wonder what it would have been like to... Oh, wake up from a drunken state and have your whole entire body achingly sore and raw, realizing all your feathers had been removed from your body. The best part of the story is that the mother nonchalantly writes in her journal entry that the women and girls got together to sew pants and sweaters for the turkeys so they wouldn't be cold. Oh, <laughs> all of these literal chicken and turkeys raising from the dead. First Literally, of all, all these so stories. scary. Oh, my gosh. That is insane. So funny. Oh, this is um my last girl's sister that wrote that. Guys, I have the. If you're in Arizona, go to my lash guy. <laughs> I literally just. Her name's Lash Designed by Kaylee. Best. Not sponsored, but she does the best job I've ever. I used to hate getting my lashes done, but she does a prime job. 
This is a very short one. It just says, my grandparents divorced, then remarried each other one year later and been married over 40 years now. Excuse me? Isn't that just kind of interesting? It's so weird when people get divorced and remarried. I think so too. And like you broke up? (laughs) Yeah. I have people in my family who have done that. That's so crazy. I know someone who's done it twice. What? Yes. Divorced, married, divorced, married. They're just trying to keep it fresh? They're just trying to keep things fresh and spicy. No, I have no idea. Isn't that just insane to think about? They just like the feeling of like reuniting. Yeah. (laughs) Someone said, okay, I've been waiting to send you guys a story. Here it is. Me, my parents, and my brother were driving back from vacation in Mexico and had to pass through customs. My mom had gone shopping on this trip and brought a little... Oh, and she bought a little ceramic pot she was hoping to put a plant in when we got home. When we drove through the customs window, the immigration officer asked us if we had anything to declare. And my dad opened his mouth to say no, but my mom chimed in, just a little pot. Just a little pot. My dad's face was sheet white, no doubt, thinking we were all going to be detained in Mexico for the rest of our lives. The officer looked at both of my parents carefully, sighed, and literally let us through. No questions asked. That was 10 years ago, and we still laugh about it to this day. That is hilarious. That is something my mom would say. Yes, it is. Just a little pot. (laughs) Goodbye. Absolutely. My uncles shared this old beat-up car when they were in high school. It was always breaking down, and they knew it only had a few months left before they had to send it straight to the junkyard for good. Predicting it wouldn't last past summer, they decided to take a chainsaw to the roof, making the car into a convertible. Oh my gosh. Much to their dismay, the car lasted well past summer and they had to use duct tape and trash bags while driving around in the (gasps) winter snow. (laughs) I never tell people this story because it makes my family sound like straight rednecks, but it is so funny to imagine a bunch of high school boys chainsawing off the top of a car in the driveway and having it officially bite them in the butt once winter hits. Oh my gosh. Isn't that hysterical? That kills me. My mom used to have a little orange, she said a little orange car in high school that was just like so beat up and so broken. You had to hold the door closed while you're driving. And the football boys would like think it was fun. They would all pick her car up and put it sideways and put it in between things because it was just like a little car. And then like her dad would call the football team because it was like a super small town and have them like pick it up and take it back. I'm like, excuse me. Oh my gosh. Okay. This one shakes me to my core. I'm ready. When my dad was in middle school, when they would be in the pool for gym class, the boys had to swim naked and the girls were given one-size-fits-all bathing suits supplied by the school. They played water polo, polo, diving, and just about any other game you can think of. Just picturing naked teenage boys on a diving board makes me cringe. Now, while... (laughs) There is no way this is true. Hold on. How old are they? I don't know. Middle school. She said when my dad was in middle school. No. I do not believe this for one second. Just, okay, this this is the rest. Just picture, okay, now while the boys were in the pool, the girls were in the gym. Not together. Okay. Yeah. Well, still, what? I don't freak. Where the heck did you grow up? Now while the boys were in the pool, the girls were in the gym. So if the boys got kicked out of the pool for misbehaving, the only way back into the locker room was through the gym. He said the running joke was the boys didn't know if they should cover their face so they didn't know who it was or cover their junk when running past the girls. Moral of the story, I couldn't imagine being forced to do that now. Crazy how much things have changed and that was only 30 years ago. That Okay, is... but I believe that because like... Did I scream? Yeah, you did scream and also was. Oh. <laughs> I believe that because they like used to for gym class you had to like shower I've heard things where it's like oh our gym teacher would sit there and like watch us shower like we they had to make sure we showered so they would watch us shower naked wow like that was just like a thing back then yeah that would not fly now no 
That is insane. Okay, this is a really short one, so I'm going to do two. But it says, kind of a weird story. My grandma grew up in Idaho, and when she was in elementary school, every child had their blood type tattooed on their rib cage. Their blood type? Yes. Why? I don't know. Was it like the AIDS epidemic or something? I We need to look into it, but... That's freaking weird. Isn't that just so crazy? Yeah. Tattooed? Tattooed on their rib cage. Kind of cool, actually. My great-grandma used to teach my dad to knock on people's doors and run. And when they answered the door, she would say, It wasn't me. I'm just an old lady. It was that little boy over there. She would also spend the afternoon on her balcony and throw water on people who were passing by. And if someone tried to complain, she would say the same thing. I'm just an old lady. Why would I do that? (laughs) She was a bit crazy and loved pranks. Oh, my gosh. I bet it was awful for the people she pranked, but I think it is so funny that a 70-year-old lady would do that. Just looking for entertainment. Yeah, just looking for a good time. Literally me. (laughs) In 40 years. I'm 30, apparently. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, this one is so weird. My mom would always talk about how she played the mandolin in a mariachi band when she was a younger teenager. It would come up all the time, and she literally would talk about it weekly. Anyway, it was like her 45th birthday or something, and my brother had this idea to buy her a mandolin. For whatever reason, she always talked about playing in this mariachi band, but we never actually saw her play the mandolin. We thought it was because she just didn't have one. So we were like, oh, rad, this will be her best gift, best gift ever. So my three siblings and I all go in on a $400 mandolin are, and are so stoked to give it to her for her birthday. Her birthday comes around and we're filming her while she's opening the box and she's speechless, but like not in a good way. We keep telling her, play it, play something, and she wouldn't even touch it. My dad was kind of laughing at the same time. But yeah, she went to play it, and she gave it away to some kid in our ward within the same week. We're pretty sure she was just lying about ever playing the instrument and never was in a mariachi band. What? I'm like, excuse me. Just She just is so odd about it. They're like, what? And always talks about it. Like, imagine if I was like, oh, I just used to always play like the violin, and then you gave me a violin, and I couldn't play. Yeah, what? That is a weird thing. (laughs) Okay. Answering your question about craziest stories you have heard from your parents. People always love when I tell the story of how my parents met and got together because of how wild it is. Well, my parents are very far apart in age, and they met when my mom was an intern for an office that my dad was was the president of. My dad was 35 at the time, married with two kids. And my mom was risky. And my mom was 18 and had just started her first year in college. My mom was really shy and timid, so my dad used to try to get her out of her shell a little and make her laugh. She even said he used to write her notes about what to get done for the day on the toilet seat covers from the bathroom. Anyway, a few months into the job, my dad got transferred to open up the same company in another city. And it was then that my mom realized... It was when my mom thought of him leaving that she realized that she was in love with him. On his last day at work, my dad had just finished picking up his desk and was loading his stuff into his car when she walked up behind him and said, I love you. What the? He turned around, grinned, and said ditto, got in the car, and left. He moved with his wife and kids to another city, and my mom was heartbroken for months over a guy she had no chance with from the beginning. Anyway, fast forward a few months, and my mom gets an email from my dad saying he was coming in town for the company Christmas party, and then he couldn't wait to see her. 
My mom freaked out and was so excited. She said she spent like three paychecks on a new dress to wear to this party, even though she was a majorly broke college kid. At this Christmas party, my dad told my mom that he was getting a divorce because he was in love with her and she was all he could ever think about. They decided pretty much immediately to get married, which as which as I'm sure you can assume, did not fly with my mom's parents. She was 18 and wanted to get married to some now 35-year-old that was literally her boss and already had kids. My mom says she still remembers all the awful things my grandparents said that my mom was a whore and an idiot and they refused to support it. Not a single family member from my mom's family came to the wedding because of how crazy everyone thought she was being. It took quite some time to gain the approval of her family, but they've now been married for 29 years. What the crap? And have five kids together. Needless to say, my grandparents are obsessed with my dad and are still so regretful that they didn't come to the wedding, so much so that they single-handedly planned a new wedding for them to renew their vows on their 25th anniversary. It was the greatest time ever for all of us, and even though my parents are 17 years apart, they are such an example that love knows no age. Oh, that's cute. I feel a little weird that he was married when he fell in love with her, but it's like, at least they didn't cheat at the time. Right. Yeah, it's a very interesting story. All right. Well, that was your guys' crazy family stories. I want to do something like this again. So you guys, if you're listening to this, ask your grandparents or your parents, like, what's the craziest family story or family secret that that we don't know? And I'm sure there's thousands. Like, yeah. I'm sure there's something. That's what we want to do is family secrets Yeah, Because there are so many crazy, like, juicy ones. Yeah. Like, I had a family I didn't even know about. Yeah. Stuff like that. That's what we're talking well, thank you guys so much for listening. Here's the thing. Don't tune out yet, okay? You know, people, I yeah. know you people just X out after I say, like, that was the final story. So, man up. Man up. Stay around because you need. Have you even heard our outro music? We sing. We <laughs> sing it. We do do it every We sing it week. and then we give away a million dollars at the end. You guys don't even know. You would know. never know. Anyway, please subscribe to our podcast on the Apple Podcast app. If you want to be notified when new episodes drop, which is every Tuesday. I don't know where you guys listen to this podcast. You know, there's lots of different. Also, another good reason to subscribe is when you subscribe, it downloads them when we come out. So what if you're on a plane, you forgot to sit and download your favorite podcast before you go. You're in the air. You don't got Wi-Fi. You only have things that were downloaded and you go to your podcast app and ours are downloaded. You can listen to all of them on the plane. That's so true. Wow. You should be a saleswoman. I should. Wow. Um, But yeah, subscribe to us. Also, if you're feeling extra nice, please go rate us and give us a review. Um, We take any review, even if, you know, it's criticism. We like everything. We're just grateful for the support. And it definitely helps us a lot to have ratings and reviews. So if you want to follow us on Instagram, what we said podcast, go there, follow us. You guys can send in your stories on there. We ask for a lot of things. You guys can see behind the scenes. It's a lot of fun. You can follow JC on Instagram at JC Marie Smith. You can follow me on Instagram at Chelsea Jade Curtis. And we both have YouTube. So go search for us there and find us and watch. If you guys want to see what we look like in person when we talk, you can do that. You can check it out. Thanks so much for listening. We love you guys so much. And that's what we said. Bye-bye.